A wonderful Monday morning to you and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. The Memphis Grizzlies play an important game against the Dallas Mavericks last night and the result was as you expected on a disappointing loss to the Mavericks, not because of the result, but because of the overall shooting effort. Why it's significant in terms of the Grizzlies potential playoff matchups and the road to securing the Southwest Division, and good playoff positioning for the Grizzlies. All that on today's episode. Let's get it going here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hope wherever you are, wherever you are listening and wherever you are watching, you are having an outstanding start to your week. Of course, you can find the show at Locked On Grizz, myself at StatsSAC. My name is Sean Coleman. Always a pleasure to be with you. My fourth year covering the Grizzlies, your host here at Locked On Grizzlies, credential media member, your host here, your Grizzlies every single day. Don't forget, don't forget you can find the show on the on whatever podcast platform you choose to listen to, free on all platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app. Make sure you review, subscribe, let us know what you think of the show. And also right here on YouTube, hit that subscribe button below. Let's us know you enjoyed the show. Let's others be able to find the show and just makes the show the best experience that it can be. Overall, the great thing about it is, is that when it comes to the Locked On Podcast Network, there are so many different shows that you can enjoy. But after making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day, make sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast with all that's going on around the league. Many teams are starting to find their grooves, including the Dallas Mavericks. And of course, when it comes to the latest of the NBA trades cycle and rumors, Locked On NBA has you covered. Make the Locked On NBA your second listen of the day after Locked on Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies came off Friday night in which they were able to get the job done against Denver for the third time this year. It was important, right? Because Denver is sixth right now in the Western Conference standings. But of course, the the game that many had marked on their calendar, especially from nine previous days ago, was last night's game against the Dallas Mavericks. In Dallas, the Grizzlies last time facing the Mavericks this season as the Mavericks, as both teams coming off Memphis having an extraordinary month in December, and the Mavericks, though they struggled for the first two months of the season, really finding their groove at the end of December going into January. But of course, the big thing that stood out about last night's game, and at the end of the day, this certainly is a relevant factor in any analysis from last night's game, is you had Dallas who earlier games against Memphis, it was Memphis who was more tor- towards full strength, while Dallas was a little bit undermanned. Well, last night, Dallas, as of its current state, they were basically at full strength, while Memphis obviously was severely less than full strength without Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, and Desmond Bain. And that, once again, made all the difference in the world when it came to last night's game. At the end of the day, there's not much that needs to go into The Grizzlies could not hit shots at all last night, especially early on. 34 first half points, 2 of 16 from 3. Just besides John Morant, the Grizzlies really had no consistent source of offense at all. For the entire game, Jared Jackson Jr. was the only other starter who had double-digit points. 4 of 17 
from the field last night for Jared Jackson Jr. The only other player who was in single digits was DeAnthony Belcher with 12 points. He was 5 of 16. The Grizzlies overall finished 37 of 99 from the field. 4 of 24 from 3 and 13 of 19 from the free throw line. You're not going to win games if you don't hit shots. And that's exactly what ran into the, the, what the Grizzlies ran into. Now, Ja Morant, 35 points, an outstanding effort. The thing that stands out about Ja from last night's game is that the Dallas Mavericks defense came into last night's game fourth in the NBA. It's not just that they have had a month's worth of being arguably the best defense in the NBA. They legitimately now are one of the top five defenses in the NBA, and John Morant was absolutely outstanding against that defense. One thing to take away from last night is I'm not saying that Jaw is foolproof. I'm not saying that teams cannot, you know, significantly limit Jaw in games moving forward, but we're getting more valid proof after valid proof that John Morant clearly can find his own against any defense in the NBA, even a defense played as well as Dallas, as Jaw found the 28 paint points on the night. But beyond that, the thing that also stood out for the Grizzlies is that they could not hit threes. Four of 24 from three, just an absolutely putrid, putrid performance when it came to shooting the three. Only six first half assists. Now, the ball movement, likely was not where it was. In my opinion, it wasn't from previous games, even against Milwaukee, obviously against Denver. But the assist numbers were a bit down due to the fact that the Grizzlies were not hitting shots. But the Grizzlies also, besides John Moran, they were not having a lot of success in the paint. One big thing that stood out from last night was the rim defense of Kristaps Porzingis, who wound up having total on the night for him five blocks on the evening for, excuse me, Six blocks on the evening for Kristaps Porzingis, including five first-half blocks against Memphis. Memphis simply could not find the ability to get rhythm against Dallas on a consistent basis. And the other thing that stood out for the Grizzlies is that at the end of the day, what really stood out in this game is that Jaw and Luka Doncic were absolutely unbelievable. I'm not going to say they canceled each other's at, canceled each other out necessarily because Doncic probably was a bit more impactful in terms of getting his teammates involved simply because they were hitting their shots. But if they were close enough to where if you set th those two to the side, despite how outstanding they are, those are the most, Luca and Jaw are the most significant parts of any current or future Dallas-Memphis matchups. That, that goes without a doubt. But if you set those players to the side, what really stood out last night was that the rest of the Mavericks supporting cast just simply played better offense and they played better defense. And that's what made the game. And that's what decided the game. Because the Grizzlies had their opportunities, right? 99 field goal attempts. They had a 25 field goal attempt advantage. They had 25 more shots than the Mavericks, and they could not get it done. The Mavericks on the night had 74 shot attempts. They made 36 total field goals. The Grizzlies made 37, despite the fact the Grizzlies had 99 or 25 more field goal attempts. But the other big thing that stood out was that the Grizzlies were 13 of 19 from the free throw line, while the Mavericks were 23 of 31. Now, the refs last night did not help the calls. The refs last night were in no way, shape, or form benefiting the Grizzlies at all. But what made the difference in this game was the, was the Mavericks hitting 10 more free throws and also the making five more threes. 
That's a 15-point advantage for the Mavericks. They won by 13. So once again, what stands out is, is that, yes, the missing pieces last night from the Grizzlies certainly did not help. Tyus, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, in terms of ball movement, in terms of facilitation, defense, obviously, that group of four is a significant, significant missing piece for the Grizzlies. But once again, even without those four players, the Grizzlies were able to find success doing what they do to win games. They just couldn't hit the shots to get it done. And that's what stood out. It was a, it was a great, in my opinion, it was a great experience to see. Now, I'll be honest, I was shifting back and forth between the Memphis Grizzlies, between the Memphis-Dallas game and the Kansas City-Buffalo game. My goodness, what an NFL game last night. Well, I'll discuss that here just more in a moment. But at the end of the day, even though it, the Grizzlies never were truly in the game, it was a lot of fun seeing Luka and Jaw go back and forth. But the thing that stands out, is that the Grizzlies shooting once again really did not give them much of a chance despite the fact that they gave themselves plenty of chances overall. At the end of the day, Dallas, and a big reason why was because they were at full strength, they were just a more complete team both on offense and defense. And that is what led, that is what is allowed for them to win three straight games in a row against the Grizzlies and now have the tiebreaker and win three out of the four. For the season, but what overall stands out between these two teams in a potential playoff matchup? Because right now there is a very good chance. I won't say very good, but there is certainly a good chance these teams could see each other in the playoffs. Where do the Grizzlies need to improve for them to be able to have confidence? We'll discuss that in just a moment. But before I do that, I want to talk with you a bit about True Bill. Listen, the holiday season was just a month ago. And I'm sure that many of us, through campaigns and whatever, we wanted to try out these free trials, right? Well, the thing is, is that when you try out free trials, that's the whole thing. You want to try it out. You don't want it to become a cost that you have to deal with. Well, Truebill is a great way for you to be able to keep up with any type of free trials that you look at without having to worry about them turning into costs. Truebill is the app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need. On average, it saves people $720 a month. The thing is, is that Truebill is a great opportunity for you to be able to keep up with all your subscriptions and manage them so you don't pay extra costs. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Of course, the other thing I can tell you is this. I talk about options all the time. And unlike last night, where the Grizzlies' options, unfortunately, cannot get the job done, I can tell you it's something that will get the job done for you consistently, and that is Built Bar. And the thing is, is that if your regular bar of choice, for some reason, may not be available, there's over 18 other different flavors you could choose from, and all of them are great. If you go to Built.com right now, you can find over 18 different flavors to choose from. Have it in the morning for breakfast and the afternoon as a snack. And if you put in the promo code LOCK, or LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your next order from Built Bar. Check out BuiltBar.com today. Obviously, it was a very entertaining week of football when it came to the NFL. And Dad Burnett, unfortunately, it led to my Titans getting eliminated from the playoffs. Just disappointing. But thankfully, there were three other outstanding games, including, in my opinion, one of the best NFL playoff games, NFL games in general, we've ever seen last night between the Bills and the Chiefs. Of course, so much reaction 
going on around the league? What fallout could come from the teams that lost this weekend? What needs to be looked for as the 49ers face the Rams and the Chiefs face the Bengals in the two championship games to see who goes to the Super Bowl? After making Locked on Grizzlies your first listen of the day, check out the Locked on Titans podcast with Tyler Rowland for all the latest analysis and reaction on what the Titans need to do to really get a chance to get back to where they want to be. So check out your Locked on your locked on uh, show of choice when it comes to your NFL team is your second listen of the day after making Locked on Grizzlies your first listen. So obviously the Grizzlies and the Mavericks have now played four games this season. And yes, the Mavericks won three out of those four games, but it should be established. In my opinion, it certainly needs to be that in those three games, the Grizzlies obviously were not only shorthanded in many of those games, but also there were factors that played into the Mavericks being able to win those games while the Grizzlies, unfortunately, just had things not be in their favor when it came to playing against the Mavericks, the timing of the schedule. Last Friday night, the Grizzlies had played eight games in 12 nights, could not hit shots, ran out of gas. Luka Doncic was the best player on the court. It wound up in a loss. Last night, the Grizzlies were shorthanded, couldn't hit a shot. Luka Doncic was the best player on the court at times, along with John Rand. But in the end, Dallas was the more complete and effective team offensively and defensively, and they won the matchup. The overall significance of the Mavericks now winning three out of four against the Grizzlies comes down really to the standings, and we'll get into that in the third segment of the show. But the other thing that stands out to me is that over the past two games, what really what really stands out is that the Grizzlies have now faced the Nuggets, and they've also now faced the Mavericks. They've faced the Nuggets three times. They've faced the Mavericks four times. 3-0 against the Nuggets, and one of the things that's played a part into that for the Grizzlies is that they've benefited, obviously, from having more on their side than the Nuggets do for, for most of those games. Though on Friday night, I would say it was pretty evenly matched as to the talent that was out for the Grizzlies versus the talent that was out for the Nuggets. But the point that I'm getting at is this, is that one of the two opponents that the Grizzlies faced, the Nuggets or the Mavericks, it's very likely that those teams who are right now fifth and sixth in the Western Conference with the Grizzlies third in the in the Western Conference and Utah fourth, it's a good, very good chance that the Nuggets or the Mavericks are going to be the Grizzlies' first-round opponent in a potential playoff matchup. That is correct. Really, the only other team that could probably make a different, make enough of a difference in the second half of the season would be a Lakers team who we all know have struggled plenty when it comes to their roster construction and effectiveness. But if a healthy Anthony Davis comes back, LeBron is able to make it work, and the rest of the team finds its groove, sure, the Lakers could make their way into that fifth or sixth spot discussion in the West. But more than likely, one of the Grizzlies' first two playoff round opponents is going to be Denver or Dallas. And the thing that stands out is that the, we know on the surface what the Grizzlies need to do in order to have the best opportunity in one of those two playoff matchups. Obviously, it's to get healthy. We've got 33 games left in the season. Right now, we're just beyond three months. The Grizzlies have three months left in the season as they'll go into, you know, the basically, I believe, April 11th or 12th will be the last, Grizzlies' last game of the season. Memphis now, with 33 games left, they stand in terms of the standings in the Western Conference. They stand at 32-17, an absolutely outstanding position. And for the rest of this month, 
They've got Utah. They've got the they've got the Spurs, Utah Wizards, and Philadelphia. So yes, they do still have a tough road to go over the next week or so, especially without knowing when they'll get Desmond Bain, Tyus Jones, and others back. But at the end of the day, and again, we'll look at this more in the third segment. At the end of the day. The Grizzlies likely have a good idea of who their playoff opponent is going to be between Denver and Dallas. I asked John Morant yesterday, or after the game, does it give him any big, big extra motivation, any extra motivation? Does it do anything to your preparation for these games with the good idea that you may be facing one of those two teams in the playoffs? And he said no. Not at all. He said, we take it one game at a time, the rest will take care of itself, and then we'll take care of business once all that is aligned. It makes perfect sense that his response would be that because that's the focus that the Grizzlies need to have, and that's what's been so successful for them, that day-by-day, not too high, not too low approach that allows for them to take care of business in the moment. But for the Grizzlies to take care of business, obviously health needs to be on their side. But the Grizzlies, again, also have got to be able to find out where they need to do to get the three-point shooting and free-throw shooting going. And again, the Grizzlies at this point, we want for the Grizzlies to be a team that is above average shooting the three that can reliably make 13, 14, 15 threes on 35 attempts on a given night. We want for them to be at that level. And perhaps once they get their full repertoire of weapons back, they'll be able to do that. But right now, they're not that. As a matter of fact, this season, when the Grizzlies faced the Dallas Mavericks, they were 29 of 110 from three. On average, that means the Grizzlies made six three, it made six threes per game, excuse me, seven threes per game on 27 and a half attempts. Though the Mavericks have not shot well themselves, that's not going to get it done in a playoff series against Dallas. And the thing is, is that it's not going to get any easier, right? This Dallas defense is here to stay. So for me, the biggest factor for the Grizzlies against Dallas, they're going to have to figure out how to find success like they have against Denver against Dallas. Utilizing, getting into the paint, finding success, then finding high percentage shots and making them work. Because against Dallas, the overall ability to find advantages through the transition game, you may find your opportunities, but it's going to be harder to execute with how well Dallas does, preventing teams from getting advantages through the transition game. The Grizzlies, who right now I believe are 21 or 22nd in the league in half-court offense, the Grizzlies are going to have to be more efficient, more consistent, in their half-court offense against Dallas, especially when it comes to finding high-percentage shots from three. That is going to, plus making their free throws, that is going to be the key for Memphis if they were to face Dallas in the playoffs. Another thing that really helps out is Dylan Brooks being back to be the main guy taking on Luka. Now, he's not going to shut down Luka. Luka is still going to have his impact. But with the Dylan Brooks in the fold versus Dallas, you feel confident that at the very least, Luca, either directly through himself or indirectly through finding it through others, you have to feel Dylan can at least do a better job than others of making it to where more low percentage opportunities come from Luca as a source when Dylan is facing Luca than when others are doing it. 
So getting fully healthy, finding success from three, playing more efficient and consistent half-court offense, and hitting free throws, those are going to have to be the key areas for the Grizzlies to improve over the next three months if they're going to feel confident in a playoff series against Dallas. Now, obviously, they will feel confident, but in my opinion, for them to be the clear favorite, those are the areas that they have to improve because those exact areas are what has helped them against Denver. Playing good defense, finding success, you know, finding an advantage, shooting the threes, self-creation. The Grizzlies have found a very good success rate creating their own opportunities against Denver. That showed on Friday night when they only had 19 assists in the game, but still were able to get the victory. So the Grizzlies, so exactly what the Grizzlies have shown they can do against Denver, they're going to have to figure out what they need to do against Dallas in order to be able to be in the position that they need to be to win a playoff series. Obviously, getting back the players that they're going to get back, Kyle, Tyus, Desmond, and Dylan, getting those players back, that right there is a significant source of improvement in those areas. But now it's finding the consistency. The Grizzlies can do that. Thankfully, they have some time to do it. And don't get me wrong, they're fully capable of doing it over the time that they have. But it's clear to them now that they need to do it. They have to do it for them to get where they want to get this season. But before we worry about the playoffs, the other big thing that stands out is what does it look like for the Grizzlies as far as standings go moving forward? Now that Dallas has won three out of four, yes, the Grizzlies do have a bit of comfort room, but Dallas also is in position to make things more interesting. It may seem, we'll discuss that in just a moment. But before we do, want to talk with you, obviously, about betonline.ag. And I've talked about it, you know, for months now. When it comes to the NFL, NBA, NHL, UFC, no matter what you choose, what no matter what you choose to bet and wager on when it comes to sports, go to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way for you to bet online. Go to your laptop or mobile device, put in the promo code locked on it, and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. No matter the sport that you would choose to bet on, betonline.ag is going to be the source for you. Again, go to betonline.ag, put in the promo code. Locked on and get fifteen percent, or get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. I'm really excited about tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Many have been talking about the fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. is putting together an all defensive resume in terms of making an all defensive team this year, and the reputation plays a big part in players making that team. We saw that last year with Dylan Brooks. Numbers do as well, and Jaron Jackson Jr. is putting all the numbers together that he needs to. A full episode of proof as to why you, nor anybody else, will be able to deny deny Jaron Jackson Jr. deserves an NBA All-Defensive Team recognition. That on tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. So obviously the Grizzlies now, they stand in third place in the West. And what stands out is that besides Phoenix, really, the rest of the Western Conference, or at least the top half of the Western Conference, continues to struggle when it comes to their overall play. Over the last 10 games, the Suns are 9-1. The Warriors are 5-5. The Grizzlies are 7-3. Though, you know, they've now lost, I believe, three out of their past four. That's correct, yeah, three out of their past five. The Grizzlies are seven and three. The Jazz are three and seven, and the Mavericks are eight and two, while the Nuggets are six and four. So in the top 
six of the Western Conference, those positions that are locked into the playoffs for the teams that make those positions that don't have to worry about a playing game. The Suns are at the top. Behind them are the Warriors. They're three games behind the Suns. The Grizzlies are six games behind the Suns. And the Jazz are one game behind the Grizzlies. So what stands out is, is that the Grizzlies being able to catch the Suns that's out of the question, in my opinion. The Grizzlies being able to catch the Warriors, it's probably going to take another, you know, very, very hot winning 10 out of 12 so odd streak for the Grizzlies to really have a shot to doing that. But we'll get into why that may not be out of the question in just a moment. But the Grizzlies currently stand at third in the Western Conference. Behind them are the Jazz, who are fourth, one game behind the Grizzlies, and four games behind the Grizzlies in fifth place now are the Dallas Mavericks. And the thing about it is this, is that despite who did and who did not play all this different stuff, the Dallas Mavericks are now 27 and 20. Their defense is for real. And Luka Doncic is back to being Luka. Dallas, much like they did last year, they found their groove. They truly are, in my opinion, one of the five best teams in the Western Conference. And they're going to keep pressure on the Grizzlies for the rest of this season. And the thing that stands out about it is, is that Dallas is already 10-2 and two in the division. They've got two games left against the Rockets. They've got one against the Spurs and one against the Pelicans. In terms of taking care of the division, Dallas has done its job. But that actually could benefit Memphis, who still has eight division games left, versus Dallas only having Right now, again, the Grizzlies are four games up on Dallas, with Dallas already having played 12 division games while the Grizzlies have played eight. Dallas is 10-2. and two, The Grizzlies are 4-4. Four and four. But Memphis has three games left against uh, the Pelicans, two against the Rockets, and three against the Spurs, obviously, one of which they'll play coming up on Wednesday. The Grizzlies have the opportunity to be able to use their division matchups as a way to contribute to what is now the easiest remaining schedule in the NBA. That's correct. The Grizzlies, in terms of strength of schedule, are 30th now moving forward in terms of strength of schedule remaining for teams in the NBA. In other words, they have the easiest path remaining in terms of opponent strength in the league. But Dallas, they're 25th. And Dallas now has the tiebreaker winning three out of four games in playoff positioning. They also are likely going to have the division, you know, the, a better division record as well, unless the Grizzlies go 8-0 and Dallas struggles in the division. Dallas has the tiebreakers. They have the advantages if the Grizzlies in Dallas were to wind up equal at the end of the season. But that four-game lead, that the Grizzlies have on Dallas, in my opinion, is more than enough comfort room for the Grizzlies to find their stride, especially if they can navigate. And the Grizzlies may go one and three. They may go two and two through the end of January. But then the Grizzlies schedule at the start of February, which we'll talk about, you know, more towards we get towards the start of February. The Grizzlies schedule once they get to February, that's when Memphis can really hit their group. Yes, the Grizzlies are struggling right now when it comes to the month of January, but it absolutely makes sense. When you are without the players that the Grizzlies are without, it's going to make an impact. But the key is, is that once those players are back, the key for the Grizzlies is being able to take advantage of the manageable schedule that they have coming up because 
The Grizzlies are going to start running into a couple of things. I mentioned these things before, but they're going to start running into a couple of factors that could be obstacles to overcome. For one, the Grizzlies are going to be playing significantly more games on the road from now through the end of March because they played so many games at home already. And so you're going to have the Grizzlies out on the road more often. But the other thing that stands out, and this may not be as much of a factor because you've had all of your, basically all players on your roster besides Jaron, miss significant amounts of games because of COVID injuries, what have you. But you're going to start running into a part of the season that several players on this roster have never ran into before. Sure, they did last year in terms of playing so many games in so few days. Yes, that probably was a more rigorous part of a schedule. That was probably a more rigorous, you know, avenue for them to take than this year. But still, you have the second youngest team in the league. That should allow for you to remain fresher than most teams. But at some point, you may have players who just run into walls. And if they do, you're going to have to, number one, be healthy. But number two, you're going to have to have the rest of your team step up. Yes, the Grizzlies have done it so far. But the key is for them to continue to do it, which you expect for them to do. So overall, yes, it's impressive and it's relevant that Dallas has won three out of four games against Memphis and that they now are likely going to have the better division record. But Memphis has the easier schedule moving forward. Once they're healthy, the Grizzlies, in my opinion, are a team that's more well-constructed to take on the rigors of the rest of the regular season. And at the end of the day, the Grizzlies, in my opinion, are the more complete team that should be able to maintain the lead that they have in that Southwest division to get a spot either at three or at four in the Western Conference standings and see if they match up against Dallas or Denver. It's exciting, right? I know that there's three months left until the playoffs, but it's exciting to sit here and discuss hypotheticals that you may not know the details as of yet, but you know, basically at this point, without a shadow of a doubt, it's going to work out one of those two ways. The Grizzlies are likely going to either face the Nuggets, the Mavericks, or the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. We know what we need to do to beat the Lakers. We know what we do to need to do to beat the Nuggets because we've done it. We've done it. And we also know, because we know that it can make a difference once we have all our players back, what we need to do to beat Dallas. The first point is to maintain the success that you've had to get there, to get as favorable of a position as possible to get where you want to be, to be in as good a position once you arrive. That's number one. Number two is making improvements along the way, getting healthy, getting better when it comes to half-court offense, getting better when it comes to shooting the three and the free throws. But number three, and it's always awesome when you're the most certain about number three, despite points one and two. Number three, you just simply need to maintain your confidence. And that's no problem for the Grizzlies. Like John Morant said, taking it one game at a time and letting the rest fall as it may. The reason why the Grizzlies do that is because they know if they do that, that's when they're at their best, and we have seen when the Grizzlies are playing like that, things do typically fall the way that they need to in the Grizzlies' favor, and it will especially happen once they get healthy. Thanks so much for tuning in to this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, an absolutely joyous podcast tomorrow. 
talking all things Jaron Jackson Jr. and why you are damn sure that he, or at least I'm damn sure, and you should be damn sure, he is an all-defensive player this season. That and much more tomorrow's edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. We'll see you then. Have a great day.